South Carolina's football program picked up another portal commitment in Oscar Attaway III from North Texas, a further indication that Shane Beamer is changing as a coach. You are Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast and also a staff writer for Gamecock Digest over on SI.com. Thank you all so much for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch for your team here today. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more right now as new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Shane Beamer and South Carolina's football program are starting to heat up in the transfer portal as for the second straight day on Tuesday evening, the Gamecocks received a commit from one of their portal targets. This time in North Texas running back Oscar Attaway III. Now, later on the show, we're going to talk about Oscar Attaway III's skill set, what he's going to bring to South Carolina's running back room, and we'll also talk about an intriguing quarterback prospect that visited South Carolina on Tuesday as well. But before we dive into all of that, I want to talk about what Attaway's pledge means for the Gamecocks in terms of Shane Beamer's evolving philosophy. Because while it goes beyond just Attaway's commitment, the Gamecocks are now starting to really show, Shane Beamer's starting to really show, that he is changing as a coach this offseason. Think about some of the issues that the Gamecocks dealt with as a football team in the 2023 season. And I know you could probably write down several different things. But two of them that come to mind in particular are the lackluster running back depth this team had and the underwhelming play at wide receiver outside of obviously superstar wideout Xavier Leggett. So how did those two issues come about? Well, it's a little bit more complex than some might think. Let's start with the running back position. South Carolina, coming out of the 2022 season, they lost several running backs for a variety of different reasons. Marshawn Lloyd obviously decided to enter the transfer portal and went to Southern Cal. Christian Bill Smith had exhausted all of his eligibility and moved on to the NFL. Dante Miller was ruled ineligible by the NCAA. He stuck around the program but was not able to play in 2023. And then Lavoisier Carroll, he had to medically retire, I believe, back in January or February. And so he had to leave the game of football entirely. And so South Carolina, they could not prepare for all of that to take place. But in a way, they did get caught flat-footed. It led to them having to convert a former quarterback turned wide receiver into carry on Joyner into a running back. He basically was their starter coming out of spring and heading into fall camp. And then eventually, they had to lean on a Division II transfer in Mario Anderson Jr. And while, yes, that turned out quite well considering the circumstances, things could have been a lot worse at that position if it wasn't 
for Mario Anderson's emergence. And then you look at the wide receiver position. South Carolina took a ton of flyers on players in the 2022 class. Guys that were clearly developmental type players. They weren't going to make an instant impact for this team. And then they only got one quote-unquote notable wideout in the 2023 class in Nicholas Harper. And that was because of him wanting to transition over to that position. And yet, despite that, when they went into the portal after the 2022 season, the Gamecocks only got one wide receiver out of the portal. And that was Eddie Lewis. He wound up recording just nine catches for 120 yards in the 2023 season. It's safe to say that that acquisition did not work out at all for South Carolina. So, with those two issues bearing in mind, let's now take it back to present day. What is Shane Beamer doing right now that is conveying or signaling to everyone that he is going to go about these issues differently from this point moving forward. Well, when you look at running back, for example, for the second straight offseason, the Gamecocks starting running back has entered the transfer portal for seemingly a better opportunity or in search of a better opportunity. You pair that in with the fact that on Joyner is also exhausting all of his eligibility and having to move on. That's your top two running backs, basically, that are going to be leaving. So, South Carolina, only having Matthew Fuller in the 2024 class right now, they've got to get some guys at that position. So, what has South Carolina done? Well, they've casted a wide net at that spot. They've offered, obviously, an Oscar Attaway and now secure his commitment. They're also heavily in pursuit of Arkansas running back Rocket Sanders. They've offered a couple guys from the group of five and FCS levels besides those two guys. The Gamecocks are looking to bring in multiple portal running backs so that that way, if gosh forbid some things were to go down, that position group is not going to be in dire straits like it was in 2023 at the wide receiver position. This is where things get a little bit uncomfortable, but we've kind of talked about this before. South Carolina, obviously right now, when you look at the total number of transfers, it looks bad, right? South Carolina sitting at like 16, 17, 18 transfers that are leaving the program as of this moment. But the thing that some people are overlooking is the fact that a lot of these guys, look, they, they just had not made any meaningful contributions to the team in terms of their on-field performance to this point in their career. And a bunch of those guys are wide receivers. I'll just throw out this rhetorical question real quick. Do you think that a couple of these guys at wide receiver, particularly guys who were South Carolina natives, a couple guys that their, where their biggest offer was South Carolina when they were a high school prospect, do you think that they actually willingly wanted to go into the portal to test their value, test what the market looked like? If you really think that that was the case, I don't know what to tell you. Other than, I can promise you, that's not how this whole thing has gone down. What Shane Beamer has basically done is he has evaluated that whole position group after a lackluster 2023 season, and he has decided that guys that up to this point had not shown enough, for the most part, it was time to tell them that they're going to have to move on. They're going to have to look elsewhere in order to get better opportunities to get on the football field. And you see him doing the same exact thing that they have done at the running back position. They're casting a wide net. They've already gotten a Jared Brown from Coastal Carolina. 
They're looking at a Donovan McCauley from Indiana. They're looking at a couple other guys as well. Jaden McGowan from Vanderbilt. They have identified multiple guys that they could bring in here and could automatically make that room from a depth standpoint way better than it was in 2023. So getting a guy like Oscar Attaway, a guy that is clearly not going to be probably the starter here, it is proof that Shane Beamer, from this point forward, he is going to be a much more proactive football coach. He is no longer going to carry out this three, four, five year plan for every aspect of his program. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have some sort of vision or end goal that he still, you know, wants to achieve here at South Carolina. But what it does mean is Shane Beamer now has a full understanding of the fact that he has to treat this roster differently on a year-to-year basis and attack their needs as such. So that is why this pledge from Oscar Attaway, it is notable beyond just what Attaway is going to bring to the field. But that might lead you to the following question. What is Oscar Attaway going to bring to South Carolina's running back room? We'll discuss that in further detail in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers are staying hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers on FanDuel can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your bet hits. There's a couple of Saturday games taking place here in the NFL this upcoming weekend, and one of those games is between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. The Steelers are traveling all the way to Indianapolis for a road trip, and right now, FanDuel is slightly favoring the Colts. The money line for the Steelers is set at plus 124, and the money line for Indianapolis is set at minus 146. So, if you're thinking about maybe putting some money down on this game or any other NFL game, there's no better time to get in on the action over at FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And as always, a big thank you to each and every one of you everydayers who make the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. All right, let's now dive into the skill set that Oscar Attaway III possesses. Because when you look at Oscar Attaway's game film from the past couple of years at North Texas... Attaway is what I would call a bring-your-lunch-pail type of running back. In essence, there's a job that he's there to do, and he is not going to let anyone or anything slow him down or stop him very easily. And when you look at his career stats over at North Texas, it bears that out. Because on 344 carries, Attaway rushed for 1,935 yards with the mean green. That's an average of 5.6 yards per carry throughout his entire career. And he also scored 14 touchdowns in that time frame. Now, in terms of some uh, further details regarding Oscar Attaway's game and sort of the way that he is built, Attaway is a bit of a shorter, more compound back in terms of his overall 
frame. He is five foot ten, two hundred nineteen pounds, but I would say that he's built pretty well. So he's kind of like in a similar mold to a Mario Anderson Jr. in that aspect. And Attaway is also quite nimble for a guy that has his kind of frame. In essence, he does not get tripped up very easily. If you try to arm tackle him, he's going to run right on through those arms and he's going to keep on running down the field. You have to be fundamentally sound when you go to try to bring down Oscar Attaway. Attaway is a north-south runner in its entirety. He is not a guy that is looking to try to juke out a linebacker or spin out a defensive back. He is not trying to do any of those sort of things when he is out there on the field. He is out there to try and get as many yards as he can, and he's not going to mess around trying to sit there and wait for defenders to make the first move. He is going to be running downhill, and he is usually a guy that is going to lean on his ball carrier vision. And he displayed that on several occasions when he was a part of halfback power runs, which is a gap run type of run play where you have basically a pulling guard or tackle going to one part of the formation or an inside zone play where obviously, again, basically every lineman has got a zone or an area that they're responsible for and any corresponding defenders that are in that zone or area. And, his ball carrier vision, from what I could tell, it's above average. It's pretty solid. He usually knows what hole he has to hit. And again, he does not waste really any time trying to figure out where he's got to go. The only thing that I'm curious to see when he gets to South Carolina is how does he handle being a part of more outside zone type running plays? Because that's what South Carolina ran a lot last year. I can't give you all an exact percentage, but if I had to guesstimate, I would say probably about... 85% to 80% of South Carolina's run plays last year were outside zone run plays. That seems to be the kind of running scheme that Dow Loggins would prefer in his offense. And I would imagine that a big reason why is because he wants that to set up more play action bootleg type concepts and all that good stuff. So Attaway, I did not see any outside zone plays that he was a part of in the game that I watched, which was North Texas versus SMU from the 2023 season, if you're interested in checking out his highlights a little bit further. But, again, that does not mean that he can't handle it. It just might mean that he doesn't have as much experience with outside zone run plays. So we'll see how he adjusts to that once the spring game rolls around this coming April and the Gamecocks likely employ some of those kind of plays. The last thing that I kind of noted when watching some of Attaway's highlights from 2023 is that he seems to be a guy that you can trust as an extra pass blocker or even a pass catcher on obvious passing downs on second and third down. That same game that I referenced earlier, North Texas versus SMU, I noticed that the Mean Green coaching staff, they were more than willing to leave Attaway out there in those kind of situations. And... Dow Hawkins kind of talked about this when Mario Anderson Jr. became the starting running back for South Carolina this past football season. Look, the running back position is a lot more than just being able to literally run with the football. You've also got to be able to diagnose when blitzers are coming, what area they're coming from, be able to actually block them, hold them off for a certain amount of time. And in today's college football, today's football game in general, you've got to be able to be a threat in the passing game at the running back position. Unless you're a guy like a Derrick Henry who, um, you know, doesn't need to do that sort of thing to really impact the game in a big way, then, you know, you've got to have hands. You've got to have an ability to affect the game, at least in the flat. 
on passing downs as a pass catcher. So I think Oscar Attaway, he is the kind of running back that can definitely do that for this team. Again, he's not being brought in here to be the starter. I think that that's pretty clear and evident. But Oscar Attaway is going to be a really good veteran piece in this running back room. And somebody that, you know, these younger guys can look up to. You know, it's Ontavious Braswell, a Matthew Fuller, as long as he sticks with his commitment to South Carolina. Uh, maybe a Daniel Hill if he still winds up a Gamecock at the end of this entire recruiting cycle. He's supposed to announce on January 6th. And, of course, we'll find out what his decision is when that game comes. The All-Star game, that is. I believe it's the uh, I believe it's the old Under Armour All-America game, but they've renamed it to something else. A little bit weird. But... Either way, Attaway, he is going to bring a really solid veteran presence to that room. And he's got pretty good prerequisite skills that I think are going to translate over to the SEC. Now, in talking about other portal needs for South Carolina, I would say that one of them is still backup quarterback. You know, South Carolina as of right now, it's Lenore Sellers. And Luke Doty in that room. And Luke Doty obviously right now looks to be more of a wide receiver than anything else. And you got Dante Reno coming in in just a few weeks. But South Carolina's got to get someone else in that room. They can't just roll with those guys. And they may have identified a target, a quarterback that uh, could fulfill that need. And Vanderbilt quarterback A.J. Swan. We'll talk about what all he did on Tuesday that stirred the pot a little bit on South Carolina's side of things in a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. Today's show is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Now, when you're a small business owner and you're looking to hire some new people or some people to fill in certain roles in your small business, you don't want to be limited to just a couple of candidates. And, you know, one of those candidates maybe be someone that's hit or miss. You can't get a good read on them. LinkedIn Jobs is great because, for one, it gives you a wide variety of different candidates to choose from for those positions. And secondly, it gives you the best quality candidates out there to fulfill those roles. Matter of fact, 86% of small businesses that use LinkedIn Jobs get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So if you're a small business owner that maybe doesn't have the time and or resources to commit to such a wide and expansive job search... LinkedIn Jobs will help cover that aspect for you as well. In essence, LinkedIn Jobs, they'll help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to and potentially hire, both faster and also for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. Now, the biggest news from Tuesday was obviously the public commitment of North Texas running back Oscar Attaway III, and also the fact that South Carolina has another outstanding welcome home that's still sitting there. So another possible pledge from these portal guys that has not been made public yet. So we'll have to see who that could potentially be over the next 24 to 48 hours. Can't imagine it's going to be really that long before we all find out the answer to that question. But there was also something else that happened on Tuesday that generated some buzz in the Gamecock fan base, and that was the fact that Vanderbilt transfer quarterback A.J. Swan reportedly took a visit 
to South Carolina on Tuesday. I believe that that was reported by Pete Nakos of On3 Sports. And this is a very interesting development because, again, we've brushed on this already on the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. We've talked about portal needs, but the Gamecocks... They've got to get another quarterback in that room. Obviously, with Luke Doty being more of a wide receiver now, Lenore Sellers obviously is one of your guys in that room. Dante Reno's coming in. That That's not enough. You're right now sitting really on two scholarship quarterbacks because Colton Gather, obviously, is gone. Tanner Bailey is gone. Spencer Rattler's moving on to the NFL. You're losing almost your entire quarterback room in one off season. And we talked about this earlier with the running back position, wide receiver positions, and what happened at those spots in 2023. Shane Beamer, you know, he has learned the hard way over the past 12 months. You have got to be proactive with this stuff. You cannot just kind of sit there and be okay with what you've got. You never know what's going to happen. And so if, gosh forbid, Lenore Sellers comes into next year as the starter and he goes down with an injury, you got to have someone in there that's going to be ready to play immediately. Dante Reno, I think he could be a very good quarterback here at South Carolina, falling in the footsteps of Lenore Sellers as long as everything plays out well for the Gamecocks. But he's still going to be a true freshman. So having an experienced guy in there can help you. A.J. Swan would bring that. He's got 12 career starts as an SEC quarterback. And he's done pretty well for the most part. His career stats for all of you. He has a 56.3% completion percentage. He's thrown for 2,731 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. Now, I know that those are not the sexiest of numbers that you might be looking at. But again, we have to understand something. If A.J. Swan were to come here, I think that he would primarily be brought in in order to push Lenore Sellers in that quarterback room, but also more than likely to be a backup in that quarterback room as well. Swan would serve as a good mentor for all the other guys behind him. And for a guy like Lenore Sellers, who, you know, has yet to play or really start an SEC game. He has technically played against an SEC opponent with Vanderbilt and Kentucky, but obviously it's not the same as being the starter, the guy that's expected to lead essentially the whole football team when you're playing those kind of games. And look, I know that 56.3% completion percentage, I know that that is, um, that's something that might worry some fans. I will say this, A.J. Swan was not always put in the best situation at Vanderbilt. Obviously, you're already working at a disadvantage when it comes to the talent that you have on your roster. But this past season just did not go well for Vanderbilt on that side of the ball. A.J. Swan dealt with injuries, and that was because of the fact that I think the offensive line took a really big step back up front in terms of their pass protection ability. And also, they really had no running game to speak of. I mean, besides having that big quarterback number two get put in the game against South Carolina a few weeks back, their run game didn't do a whole lot of anything against the Gamecocks defense. And, you know, that was against South Carolina. So imagine what they did against teams, you know, like a Georgia, maybe an Ole Miss at some point in the season. Vanderbilt just, they did not set up A.J. Swan completely for success in the 2023 season and I think that's why you're seeing him in the portal right now. So, obviously, plenty of time remaining in this cycle to see how this all plays out. But clearly, if A.J. Swan is taking a visit to South Carolina, there is interest there between him, Shane Beamer, and this coaching staff. 
And again, I think that AJ Swan, I mean, for gosh sakes, he comes from Vanderbilt. I think he's smart enough to know that if he comes to the Gamecocks, he's not going to be given a starting job. As a matter of fact, more than likely, he is an odd man out if there was a quote-unquote quarterback battle here in Columbia this upcoming offseason, this upcoming fall camp. But if you get a guy like A.J. Swan, who would be okay with being a backup, that would automatically upgrade your quarterback room immediately because you have to have a guy like that in that room. And what better than a guy that, you know, heck, if things had worked out, he could have been the best quarterback for Vanderbilt since Jay Cutler was there. A lot of Commodore fans love the kind of talent that A.J. Swan had in his arm. But, again, at the end of the day, it just did not work out for him up at Vanderbilt with everything that happened around him. So that's going to be something to watch over the coming days and weeks. But with that being said, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show, as always. What are y'all's thoughts on what Shane Beamer is doing so far in this portal cycle and how he is signaling that, you know, he has changed his philosophy as a head coach when it comes to his roster? What are your thoughts on Oscar Attaway third and his skill set that he's going to be bringing to South Carolina's running back room? And lastly, what is your opinion on A.J. Swan and the fact that he visited South Carolina on Tuesday? Do you think that he would be a really good addition in terms of being a potential backup? Ford Lenore Sellers in that quarterback room. Let me know any thoughts down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube, or you can shoot me a direct message on X at a line underscore SC if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app. But as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Game Cox Podcast. <laughs>